0: so strange but appealing welcome to the bunk shop diaries join us perhaps you may want to listen to a bunk shop story dirty ernie shouldn't have hit the dude he was a slick back punk in a let's boogie t-shirt but ernie didn't need to put his lights out that bad Still, the punk had started it, and we had finished it, with several local banditos getting into the act. Besides, it was like a scene from a goddamn late-night western. Swinging from the chandeliers, women screaming, glasses crashing, bones breaking. Cheap tequila sure makes you nasty. We'd gone down for the weekend, Dirty Ernie, Willie, and me. A chance to do some camping and get away from the same old hangouts. Rough it, sleep under the stars, that healthy back to nature bullshit. They waved us through the border with no sweat and we were in sunny Mexico before lunch. The road was pretty good and the scooters were running fine so we jammed for a good couple hours before pulling off the road for gas and a cold beer. The beer gradually turned into tequila, and our stopping it all turned into a big mistake. The shit came down, like I told you, all over a couple of dollars on the eight ball. We had been really kicking ass until the bartender, realizing his fire trap was quickly becoming firewood, began waving something that looked suspiciously like a 12-gauge. After Willie took one last drop kick at someone's face, we all made for the parking lot. I was afraid the bartender might eventually figure out how to cock that thing. Someone might have gotten hurt. The setting Mexican sun made the pavement sparkle and shimmer as I eased into fourth. Between the afternoon heat and liquid poison, riding was no cinch. I pulled ahead of Ernie and Willie who were loudly singing old Chuck Berry tunes. See down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens, there's still a long cabin made of earth and wood, where lived a country bar named Johnny B. Good, who never ever learned to read or write so well, but he could play a guitar just like a ring and a bell, go, go, go Johnny, go, go. And weaving like Madman at 70 miles an hour. Then I saw her. On the horizon, glistening white in the middle of fucking nowhere, was this woman like you've never seen. I mean, unreal. She couldn't have been a minute over 18, sleek and tan and squeezed into a t-shirt that was having real problems staying together. Should a gentleman offer a ride to a Mirage? I wondered drunkenly as I squeezed on the old mechanicals and came to a stop. Without saying a word, she smiled like, "What took you so long?" And slipped on behind me. No backpack, no suitcase, not even a toothbrush. Just her sweet little self. About then the Vienna choir boys showed up, blinking and shaking their heads, trying to focus on the blonde vision behind me. That's dirty Ernie and Willie. I said, the suave demon that I am. You got a name, sweetie? Angie. She answered, smiling. Where you headed, Angie? She just pointed down the road and flashed that smile. Well, let's do it, dammit. Grunted Ernie, obviously annoyed that I'd gotten there first. We finally gave up on making it a long distance haul and settled on building a small campfire just off the desert road. Angie cooked what the old guy at the last stop had sworn were sausages and we washed them down with Mexican beer. Tasted alright to me, whatever they were. The stars were coming out and we were feeling pretty smooth. The only sounds were from an occasional coyote and a truck rumbling somewhere in the distance though she wasn't what you'd call talkative by any stretch angie was damn fine to be with and damn easy to look at she quietly held the flashlight while i tightened uh, up an assortment of bolts that rattled loose during the day's run then without saying a word she took the sleeping bag off my sissy bar and spread it out by the fire away from the others I was glad she had the sleeping arrangement figured the same way I did. Willie was just launching into yet another How I Outmaneuvered the Motorcycle Cop saga when a gunshot shattered the silence. (laughs) Willie's head snapped back and he stood motionless for a second before stumbling backwards into the campfire. Instantly I realized that those assholes from that bar or maybe their buddies were hunting gringo. Guess we messed them up worse than we had thought. They were firing from several directions now, yellow flashes in the night. Ernie sprinted for his bike but never made it. Clutching his belly, he splattered to the dirt and rolled over once. His body twitched as the darkness pumped two more rounds into him. As I turned my head to look for Angie, I felt a streak of pain crease the bridge of my nose. My eyes burned and blurred as hot blood covered my face. I remembered Vietnam as I spun to the dirt and unconsciousness. I was surprised to hear Angie's voice since it meant I wasn't dead. Skeeter. Skeeter. Skeeter, 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 Skeeter. Like she was calling someone far away. Hey, Angie. You alright? "'Just a couple of scratches,' she answered softly. "'When I tried to open my eyes, the pain was fucking incredible. "'A narrow squint was all I could manage, and even that was sheer agony.' "'It's morning,' she answered, before I could ask the question. "'I used my t-shirt for bandages and you finally stopped bleeding, but your eyes look terrible. "'Willie and Ernie are dead.' "'Willie and Ernie, dead.' I shook my bandaged head slowly, trying to make it sink in. Lying in the Mexican desert, covered with my own blood, my eyes welded shut, in the arms of a beautiful woman, with my two best friends lying in pieces a couple feet away. There was only one thing I could ask. Hey, Angie, is my scooter okay? Yeah, I think so. Helping me to my unsteady feet... Bertha, beautiful Bertha, my trusty knuckle fired on the second kick. At least you can count on something. My mother used to tell me that the only things you could count on were paying taxes and dying. Well, so far, I've cheated both of those. But a knucklehead is one thing you can really count on. Anyway, run your head through a meat grinder sometime, squint real hard, and then try and ride your goddamn bike. That's a rough idea of how I felt. I could make out blurry shapes and distances, but that was all. It was mainly Angie's sweet voice in my ear that kept me going. Pull to the left, Skeeter. You're gonna run off the shoulder. Or... You're doing fine. We're gonna make it. The heat was already coming up, and I knew that I couldn't ride much farther. Skeeter, there's a gas station coming up on the left, where we bought those sausages... There's a camper stopped there with Arizona plates and a Harley decal. A guardian angel couldn't have gotten me through this better, sweetheart. I said as the gas station came into focus, she didn't answer. I shut my scooter off and stumbled up to the dude and his old lady as they were filling the camper's tank. The bastards ambushed us, I tried to explain. They blew away my bros, but we made it alive. Can you get us to a doctor? Oh, Jesus. Gasped the dude's old lady. The poor bastard must think she's alive. She ain't been alive in quite a while, but we better get him some help. I could feel myself blacking, but I turned for a second as the lights went out. Angie was slumped against the sissy bar with the better part of her chest blown away. What was left of her blonde head was hanging from two half severed tendons that had once been her neck. Her mouth was frozen in the same damn smile, and I knew there was no explaining. Join us, perhaps you may want to listen to a bump shop story new and vintage merch available at bumpshopbackroom.com What's up everybody? Thanks for tuning in and as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please send it to a friend. Get the little disc Put it in your CD-ROM, fire up America Online, get into a chat room, befriend a stranger with a weird username, and then send them the link to this episode or just to the main channel on whatever... Platform You're listening to the podcast on every little bit helps. Put it in your Instagram story. If you're walking down the sidewalk into a Walmart and the greeter on the way out asks to check your receipt, just say, we don't do that here. Check out Bump Shop Diaries and, and just keep moving. Never break stride, all right? Um, today's episode was called Eyes For Me Angie, written by Todd Howell in uh, 1976. Pretty cool story. I wonder how much of it is based in truth. I think that would make for like a killer uh, short video. I mean, that, that is like a perfect cinematic video. Um, if anyone wants to finance such a video, let me direct it. Maybe I do a small cameo or something. Uh, maybe I could be the guy filling up the camper, you know, at the end, kind of, you know, like Tarantino always plays like a little, I don't want to be the main guy, but yeah. So if you want to finance it, and have the equipment i will direct it and do the cameo part i think we could have a pretty good little short video so reach out to me hit me on the email hit me on a dm on instagram this story is perfect for that like a 12 minute short you know I think we could be really on to something here. Um, I appreciate everybody who has been listening, the comments that roll in after the podcast drops, the DMs, whatever. Um, I'm super stoked on that. Um, If you didn't already know, you can listen to, like what is it 16 hours of me and rob the crazy gentleman he's broken it up into two or three parts i don't i'm not really aware um there was some shit i said that i couldn't even remember someone would hit me up about something i said and i'm like what the fuck is this guy talking about and then i'm like oh yeah um One thing I did not forget about was that I said something about how when I was racing, I could always smell if I was behind a Honda or whatever, and I had no idea why, but they just, the two-strokes smelled a little different. They had a sweet little tang to them, and, uh, shout out to Vile Owl Cycles, uh, for putting me up on game about the pro-Honda two-stroke mix uh, the blue stuff. Apparently that's what all those Honda guys were using. I was always riding the blue bike. I always had the Yamaha. So I didn't know about this blue stuff. They were putting in their red bikes, but now all I have is Honda dirt bikes, which are really just play bikes. But, uh, yeah, I never, I never knew that. So now after like 25 years of wondering that, I finally got a good night's rest the other night. So shout out to the vile owl cycles. Um, Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, you can check out, I don't know how many hours it is, but me and Rob tried to end it like four times, and then one of us would bring up another topic, and then that would just spiral out of control into nonsense that you can listen to. So go check it out, the Crazy Gentleman Podcast. Um, yeah, as I was just mentioning dude the honda play bikes right i just picked up another xr 100 i had so much fun riding one uh like the end of last riding season trail riding season riding with the kids and so i knew i'm like you know what i need to actually get a bike um but the thing is, I kind of didn't want... Like, I was looking at maybe, like, a 150 RB, like, the Expert 150 with the big wheel. You know, that, that would be fun. It would be quick through the... World. I was thinking about, ah, that just get two-stroke, you know? I don't want to have to carry two different, you know, a mixed gas and a... You know? So, I was like, dude, I just... I had fun on the XR100. Obviously, it's underpowered, but it's a fun little pit bike, little play bike. It's got the 1916 wheels on it, goes through the sand pretty good. I was like, why not just buy another one of those and then just do a couple little mods to it, put way too much money into it for what it's worth, but have fun while doing it. So that's what I kind of decided to do. I would encourage everyone to grab one of these. Um, You know, they're just a ton of fun. And I look forward to ripping it. And maybe you know, there's some pit bike. There, there. I seen there last year. There was a pit bike race. I didn't know about it until this year. But they did have an XR 100 class, so that would be fun to do. Um. So yeah, if you got uh, some pit bike races going on in Michigan or close by, let me know. Um, or if you got a track. Like a mile from my house that I don't know about, that's in your backyard. Hit me up. Let's fucking rip some fucking pit bikes, dead. Um, got a train going on behind me. Hope you can hear that. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, so yeah, in the beginning of this story, they was talking about some punk slick back hair and a Let's Boogie T-shirt. Well, fuck it. Let's put a Let's Boogie T-shirt on the website. So bumpshopbackroom.com there will be a Let's Boogie t-shirt that was an idea we had early on that we never followed through with was like we should have a t-shirt for each episode and then just run it for two weeks. I did make one for the last episode Um, I'm going to pull that down now that this episode's out and just put out the basic Let's Boogie t-shirt there's some other uh, shirts Available, You know, I tell you that every week. Um, I got some new vintage stuff to list. I don't know if it'll be on there by the time you're hearing this, but just check the website out because it always is being added to and things are changing, and I only really tell you about it every two weeks. So bumpshopbackroom.com on that. If you want $5 off a bag of our coffee, which is roasted when you place the order, You gotta buy a coffee mug from the Low Life Chopper Podcast. So hit them up on Instagram, Low Life Chopper Podcast. Go to their merch link, any of their mugs. They will send you a coupon code for $5 off. Then you go to Bump Shop Back Room, you use that, you get the money off the coffee, and in a few days you're sipping fresh roasted coffee out of a mug of your choice from the Low Life Chopper uh, podcast. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, right? What else? What else do we have for updates? Uh. Haven't found a front end that I feel would work. I don't want to go too long on this Ben Jeff frame. Uh, one dude did hit me up with a girder, but I think it's just going to be a little bit longer than I want to I want to do for this single down tube frame. Um, I do have 41 millimeter lowers that I have had just laying in the garage, so maybe I just get some you know four or six over tubes or something and just do that i don't know um i guess i'm not as i mean i got the motor the drivetrain the frame i don't know i'm just kind of like maybe i'll just fuck with these dirt bikes for a minute spruce all them up and just rip on those and just think about building the chop Mm, i don't know we'll see you know i'm thinking of it's just kind of like as it comes. I'm, I'm like not really trying too hard i want this bike to kind of just naturally come together maybe maybe that's a fucking loser way of thinking about it i don't know uh but oh went to uh detroit supercross super fun lot of carnage the track was fast was um soft a little bit slick some heavy ruts hard to pass uh, good Time, Triumph, made its fucking Supercross debut, uh, both riders got into the main event, I think the one dude, I think Swole finished sixth in the main event, the lights, the 250, Uh, and Tim Ferry's kid, which I don't remember his first name, Evan, maybe? I used to obviously watch his dad, Tim Ferry. Come on, that dude was like, fuck, that guy was racing for, like, 20 years, you know? That was, he was, like, always just kind of there as a little bit of a threat, you know? Uh, dude, he got fucking pinned up against the wall on that first turn. Right out of the gate for the main event. I think maybe broken collarbone i heard or something but uh yeah dude supercross was gnarly good time first time the old lady got to see supercross in person first time i took the kids to it uh it was fucking great great fucking family event you know it's supercross it's awesome it's also, I think this is the first Supercross I've been to since they weren't really racing two-strokes, so it's been a while for me. But uh, it's a lot lot less loud, you know? Kind of more of a dull hum with them four-strokes out there, but uh, still fun to watch, dude. Jet obviously was just completely untouchable. That dude is fucking fast, man. It's he's he's He poses a real threat. Uh, I was rooting for AP, dude. I mean, you can't... I don't know how many of you guys listening follow Supercross, but, dude, it doesn't get any better than AP. He's the only dude with any personality. They always do the post-race interviews, and it's always like, oh, yeah, the bike was good. The mechanics really got it running right. I want to thank Factory, insert whatever brand name. Um, I want to thank, you know, Red Bull and this guy and that guy and this on, uh, you know, and it might start right now. And, th- and that's what all of them sound like except for AP who's just like hey we we're out there we we're ripping we we're having fun like he sounds like a dude you would just actually have you know you would want to hang out with whereas as a lot of the other dudes just kind of sound like nerds um and I know dude, they gotta they gotta be corporate mouthpieces and they they they're supposed to shout out their sponsors, but I made uh I made just a rule within myself. I go, if I hear anyone on the podium telling me what brands are sponsoring them, I'm not I'm not buying those brands no more, okay? You wanna tell me about something there? I'm not listening. I'll wait until I actually need the thing, and then if I gotta buy it, I'll buy it. But you're, I'm not, I'm tuned out, dude. I'm checked out when you start rattling off your list of sponsors. Same way I skip ads during podcasts. Whatever. I'm just fucking complaining to complain. Uh, but yeah, dude, if Supercross is coming to your town anywhere close by to you within a couple hours, fucking get out there and go check it out. It's a good time. Other than that, uh, I think that's pretty much anything and everything I can update you with. Go check out the Crazy Gentleman podcast. He's got the 100th episode giveaway coming up. Just go check out his podcast. It's good stuff. Check out the Low Life Chopper podcast. Check out Supercross. Go get you a little pit bike, a little play bike, and then hit me up and let's go rip some trails. Let's go ride some pit bike track. If you have one, I don't have one um yeah and uh come back in a couple weeks for the next episode enjoy bumshopbackroom.com bumshopbackroom.com